Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Lord's podcast focused on the business news and issues shaping the state. In this episode, we'll hear about a Kansas City startup that was recently acquired in a historic deal. Then, we'll take a look at how inflation is impacting one Missouri business. My name is Siggy Reese, and I'm joined by my co-host, Teddy Mallorca. Teddy, how are you doing this week? Siggy, I am good. It's a, a beautiful, beautiful day here in Columbia, and uh, I'm excited to get more crisp fall weather this week. I know. I am so happy that the first day of fall is like actually cold. I mean, not cold, but it's 62 degrees, which is a decent change from yesterday's like 98. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous, especially after our record-breaking temps earlier this week. But Are you ready to get into some more of this week's headlines? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. The Federal Reserve announced Wednesday that it will raise interest rates by three quarters of a point. It's the Fed's latest move to combat inflation, an issue it thought would fade away quicker last year. We'll have more on how Missouri small businesses are dealing with inflation later in the show. Nearly 800,000 Missourians will be eligible for $10,000 in debt relief, according to a White House fact sheet released earlier this week. This comes after President Biden's plan for relieving student loan debt, which he announced in August. Additionally, 500,000 Pell borrowers in Missouri are eligible for $20,000 in relief. The Missouri Supreme Court convened Tuesday to hear a case regarding whether a state law barring counties from regulating concentrated animal feeding operations, or CAFOs, is constitutional. Plaintiffs in the case argue the legislation passed in 2019, with an update in 2021, violates the Missouri Constitution's right-to-farm amendment. The case is awaiting a decision from the court. Centene will pay Texas over $160 million to settle claims that the company overcharged Missouri's Medicaid program for pharmacy services. Texas is now the 12th state to come to settlement terms with Centene, and the Clayton-based insurance company has settled for nearly $500 million across nine states. The settlement amounts of three other states are unknown. Many other states have accused Centene of overcharging their Medicaid programs. However, the specific number of states who have made accusations is unclear. And during the Missouri legislature's special session Wednesday, the Senate approved a $335 million tax cut, sending the bill to the House. The cut would lower the state's top income tax rate from 5.3% to just under 5%. This is a smaller cut than Governor Mike Parson's original proposed cut of $700 million. Business Brief will continue after a quick word from our sponsors. Know of a business or nonprofit in Boone County that has shown kindness to our community? Nominate them today for a Kindness in Business Award. The Kindness in Business Awards are proudly presented through a collaboration between Missouri Business Alert and Children's Grove. The awards aim to celebrate kindness, resiliency, and sacrifice among businesses in Boone County. Let's face it, kindness deserves recognition. We hope you will join us in nominating local businesses and nonprofits for these awards at kindnessinbusinessawards.com. Nominations are being accepted through September 30th, 2022. Again, you can nominate at kindnessinbusinessawards.com. Spread kindness today. For our next story, Siggy, you dug into a record acquisition for a Kansas City startup. Yeah, that's right. So RX Saving Solutions is a Kansas City area startup that makes software to provide pricing data on prescription drugs. The company announced this week it has agreed to a sale to McKesson for nearly $900 million. Wow. What does a deal like that mean for Kansas City? Well, that's what I hope to find out. 
I talked to Chana Steinmetz, a reporter from Startland News, which covers Kansas City's entrepreneurship scene. We discussed RX Saving Solutions and the implications of its acquisition. Here's that conversation. So, uh, Chana, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. Of course. Happy to. Uh, so I just want to start out with the basics of uh, the acquisition. Um, so RX Saving Solutions announced on Monday that it has agreed to be acquired by McKesson. Uh, what do we know about the specifics of that deal? Yes, yeah, so this is an agreement uh, that's valued up to $875 million. That is a historic number when it comes to Kansas City startups. Um, in regards to details of the deal, it guarantees um, RX Saving Solutions a $600 million payment up front, and then the additional funds are contingent upon its financial performance through 2025. So these next three years are going to be really significant for the company. Gotcha. So uh, according to reporting done by Startlet News, uh, this is actually the biggest sale by a Kansas City-founded startup ever. Uh, for, for some context, could you give us a sense of other big startup acquisitions? So almost two years to the date that RX Saving Solutions announced their exit, um, in 2020, we had Backlot Cars, which is, was an automotive startup here in Kansas City exit for $425 million, which we believed at the time to be the largest exit thus far. Um, right now, with this new price tag of the $875 million, that's definitely the types of numbers you'll see on the coasts, um, more like the Silicon Valley, the New York amounts. Um, so I think it is super significant for Kansas City. It shows that we're keeping up with a lot of the major players. Definitely. Um, and so how does RX Saving Solutions fit with McKesson? Uh, what did the company say as far as their reasons for making that deal? McKesson is a healthcare company, a major one. And with RX Saving Solutions being this tool for lowering prescription drug costs, they definitely fit hand in hand. And the CEO of RX or Saving Solutions um, and former ph pharmacist said that by joining McKesson, that's going to really broaden the services they'll be able to offer to their clients, um, strengthen leadership in prescription prescription price transparency. He didn't get into too many details other than that, um, but you can imagine with now a lot more bandwidth and people and expertise on board, that's only going to increase their capabilities. Um, and then for McKesson, they are looking forward to um, strengthening how to make better medication affordability and understanding. Um, and they expect that with the acquisition of RX Saving Solutions, that's going to accelerate McKesson's growth um, in biopharma services. Um, and extending different medication to patients, um, solutions that they hadn't been looking at before. Yeah. So can you kind of touch on the trajectory that RX Saving Solutions has seen over the past few years and how they've gotten to this point? So the company was founded in 2012 um, and had a pretty steady growth, um, bringing on more and more clientele 
throughout the years. Um, and about three years ago, they raised, they had raised about 22 million. Um, and then we saw a little bit of a pause. Um, we can't say exactly, of course, what happened during that pause, but um, we know with backlot cars, it was a lot of heads down working um, and focusing on the startup before to get ready for an exit. Gotcha. So um, I want to kind of, um, I guess, zoom out and talk about uh, like more big picture things. Uh, so Startland has tapped into that Kansas City startup community um, and covered quite a few things uh, within that um, in its reporting. Um, do you know like what the response has been to uh, this deal with uh, RX Saving Solutions and McKesson? Yeah, I know that there has been a lot of excitement Um as I said earlier, this is the type of deal that you would see in large markets across the globe. So I think that it's showing really big and important companies can be built in Kansas City. We have the resources, we have the talent. Um, and now with the pandemic, things can be more global because of Zoom. But with this increased capital in the region and awareness of talented individuals, um, then it's creating more career opportunities. We should be seeing more successful outcomes. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's pretty exciting. And I think that anyone who is a part of the entrepreneurial community has been definitely talking about it this week. Well, Chana, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you coming on here to talk about uh, this exciting deal. Yeah, of course. We'll, I hope that we have more to talk about in the future. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Our next story is at the intersection of one very unpopular topic and one that's probably popular among lots of our listeners. Oh, yeah? And what's that? Inflation and beer. Okay. Uh, explain further. Well, with persistent inflation, costs have increased for everything from barley to aluminum, and that affects how Missouri brewers do business. Here's Missouri Business Alert reporter Kelly DeRook with the story. The incessant inflation that is plaguing the economy has affected numerous industries, including food and beverage producers. Breweries have felt the sting of rising prices from aluminum for its cans to barley for its beer. Last week's Consumer Price Index report showed an increase of 8.3% in August, indicating that prices remain high despite the Federal Reserve Bank's attempt to tame inflation by raising interest rates. Bees Knees Brewery in Versailles can attest to this fact. It produces beer and serves food in its restaurant attached to the brewery. Co-owner Chris Byers explains the impact that inflation has had on pricing. Overall, I think our prices for everything is up about 30%. So on the beer side, we, we felt, um, you know, similar price challenges um, there. Luckily, um, within beer, you have yeast, you have barley, and you have hops. So the barley makes up a large portion of the cost there. And I was able to go ahead and contract all of our uh, pricing this year with our supplier at last year's prices. So that um, was a huge help right there. Global barley prices have increased dramatically in the last year. The grain hit a record high price of $262 per metric ton in April, but has since dropped to $240 per ton in July. These price increases have caused Chris and his wife Pam Byers, who co-owns the brewery, to be strategic when ordering their supplies. 
She describes her method for savvy supply shopping. Kind of taking some time management skills, um, not only in attempting to manage those food costs, but also to kind of play our two food checks against each other. Well, I can get this over here for cheaper. And so just having to take that time to do that research and see, well, gosh, on this truck, you know, cheese went up 10% in the past couple of weeks. So let's see if we can get it a little cheaper over here. Another input that is dramatically increased in price is aluminum, which is essential in distributing Bees Knees beer to customers outside the brewery. I don't really see any relief in sight on that yet. Um, cans are up at least $0.06 cents per unit um, this year or the last couple of years. And that's one area we really haven't raised the price on the beer at all, That we just had to absorb those costs internally because of that. Global aluminum prices were about $2,400 per metric ton in July, after also reaching a record high of nearly $3,500 per ton in March. Prices in this industry haven't seen so much volatility since the Great Recession in 2008, but even then, prices barely exceeded $3,000 per ton. The increased prices stem from a global shortage which continued since the pandemic. Beesney's Brewery sources many of its products locally, including pulled pork from 1042 Bar & Q, a restaurant in Gravois Mills. The restaurant also carries Beesney's Brewery beer. Mike Anderson, who works in the restaurant's kitchen and is the father of its co-founder, David Anderson, said they have felt similar pricing woes. Everything's gone up. I mean, it's it's not just, you know, the meat or, or things like that, but like to-go items, tray liners, to-go silver. All of it's gone up. You never know from one week to the next if there's going to be a price increase or not. Bees Knees has employed some novel tactics to keep prices down. In addition to utilizing QR code menus, it prints its own menus to allow for easy price updates. Chris Byers explains the rationale behind this decision. We've had to go ahead and raise our prices, and we've started to make our own menus in-house. Typically for a restaurant, it's common to maybe do that one time for a year, but with the volatility of the market out there, we felt like we had um, better... Uh, better get our, ourselves in a place where we can react quicker. Despite the struggles, the buyers don't regret pivoting from their previous careers to enter the brewery market in 2015. Overall, it, to me, it's great just to be able to come in, um, still enjoy doing what we do. It, you know, if you're doing something you love, it doesn't seem like a job per se. It is now time to get into our words of the week. Teddy, what's your word this week? Siggy, this week I have chosen Climate Smart Commodities. That's quite the mouthful. What are Climate Smart Commodities? It is. And the U.S. Department of Agriculture defines a Climate Smart Commodity as an agricultural product produced using farming, ranching, or forestry that reduces greenhouse gas emissions or removes carbon from the atmosphere. Basically, they're commodities that are good for the environment. Okay, got it. And why are they in the news now? Last week, the USDA announced it will provide nearly $3 billion in federal funding to agriculture producers across the country as part of the USDA's Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities program. The program will invest in partnerships that finance climate smart commodity production, as well as monitor greenhouse gas impacts and market resulting commodities. Interesting. That's a pretty big investment. Uh, so what will funding in Missouri look like? 
Well, Missouri producers will be involved in at least 25 out of 70 projects funded through this program. And the University of Missouri received $25 million in grant funding from the USDA to train farmers on climate-smart practices in efforts to make agriculture more sustainable. For more information, check out Missouri Business Alert reporter Thomas Gleason's story on our website. That's all for me this week. What's your word, Siggy? This week, my word is ESG investing. Got it. And for those who don't know, can you break down what ESG means? Yeah, sure. So ESG is an acronym that stands for Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance. So what's going on with ESG investing? Well, the term is being used pretty frequently lately by Republican leaders. Many feel that financial institutions are making the wrong decisions by prioritizing ESG while making investments. Republicans claim that these institutions are in the wrong for putting ideology over financial benefits. Interesting. And what have been some of the outcomes of these claims and sentiments? So some Republican leaders are taking action. Last month, 19 Republican state attorneys general wrote a letter accusing asset manager BlackRock of using a political agenda to make decisions. And here in Missouri, Attorney General Eric Schmidt is investigating financial services company Morningstar for potentially breaking consumer protection law due to the company's evaluation of other companies' performance within various ESG issues. For a closing thought, here's Pam Byers on the rewards of running her own business. So just having the opportunity where you get to run your own business and still be able to engage with the community, as well as just being that place where people can come and enjoy community and fellowship with each other. So it's fun to kind of watch those things come together. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you to the M33 Project for providing music for this episode. For my co-host, Teddy Mallorca, editors Cole Miller, Katie Quinn, Skylar Rossi, and Michael Stacy, I'm Siggy Reese, and this has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.